So just to, to continue with the content of what we were talking about the last two weeks, and uh, we'll do this week one more, and then next week we'll see, uh, maybe we'll do a, we'll go on to the next section of the Sefer where Yossi talked about Muhammad Amalek and what exactly Amalek is. Um, you know, Agav, you should know whenever you're dealing with, just in your own mind, uh, you know, obviously the, the Muhammad that Klai is dealing with right now is Yishmael. We all know that. And Yishmael is the last. But the Gemara also says, Yishmael is the last uh, enemy. But the truth is, the Gemara also says that, which means that the last fight is a combination of Yishmael and Amalek. Um, Rav Shechter says over, I, I heard this a couple days ago, that Rav Shechter said over here from Rav Soloveitchik, that Amalek can be identified nowadays uh, by any people that their uh, objective is to destroy Klal Yisrael. If that's what they're saying openly, and that's Amalek, so we got, uh, we got a, a nice little chillant of uh, Yishmael and Amalek uh, mixing in together. Okay, so just to review, of, uh, just to pick up from where we, uh, we talked about last time. So we, we were talking about how there's two, there's two relationships that uh, every Jew has. There's the relationship that you're supposed to work on, that's Hishtadlis. There's the relationship where if you do a mitzvah, you're good, and if you do an Aver, you're bad. Build that relationship, break that relationship, um, and... That's, you know, that relationship sort of intellectually and emotionally makes sense of why Hashem cares about you, why you care about Hashem. That mitzvah that symbolizes that is called tefillin. But we also said at the exact same time, there's a much deeper relationship that every Jew has, which is they describe the love of a parent to a child. The, that it's, it's a kedusha atzmis. It's an inherent kedusha that's unaffected by what you do. It's... it's, it's and the mitzvah that symbolizes that relationship is bris milah. I just want to make one point clear. I, I think I've been clear for the last two weeks, but someone asked me. I just want to clarify. Although the mitzvah that symbolizes that relationship, that personifies that relationship is bris milah, that doesn't mean that it's foolish to think that women are exempt of that relationship. It's a double poshit, it's a double you do it. That of course they have that relationship. They're probably more makusha to that relationship. That's why they don't need a maisa to bring it out. But it's a double poshit ad that although the, the, the kedushas mila is something that applies to both men and women. That's, that's it. Whether you have the mitzvah of is irrelevant. So now we're going to talk a little bit more about this. We, I mentioned last time that real Ahavas Yisrael is recognizing this relationship. Because if Ahavas Yisrael is trying to find the tefillin of a Jew, then what happens when a Jew doesn't have tefillin? Meaning what happens when a Jew is, 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 is externally not Shemitah Mitzvah in any form? So what a lot of times people say, oh, they still do something. But that's not the point. It, it's, the, the, Ahavas Yisrael is not stemming from that relationship. It's, re, it's stemming from the other relationship. And all mitzvahs that a person does from the relationship of tefillin is building a relationship with you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but from the perspective of Mila is revealing what's already there. So a couple things just today I want to talk about. One is the main nekuda. Uh, first we'll start with one quick point and then we'll go to the main nekuda. Kol Yisrael Yeshlem Chodok Habas is a concept Yossi writes like this, 
just to summarize, Every Jew has two types of connections between us and Hashem. There's a relationship, there's a connection based on our efforts, based on our actions. That's hinted to and alluded to in the midst of Tefillin. And there's another relationship, and it's completely not up to you. It's the Keser. It's, it's unknowable. It's hard to even put your finger on, on why that is. It's just, it's who you are. It's not what you do, it's who you are. Rav Tzadik explains in many places. Now this is a Dover Pasha. In this world, we're in a world of, of doing. We're in a world of doing. The Iker relationship that is revealed, the Iker relationship you should be focusing on, this world is all about tefillin. This world is all about tefillin. If you have someone that, you know, part of the dangers of this type of Torah, if you, I wouldn't teach these type of shiurim to a 14-year-old kid that wants to stay in bed because you say, get out of bed, it's time to go to shacharis, and he says, my relationship with Hashem is unbreakable. Okay, that's ridiculous. That's, that's, we're in a world where the icker relationship that you have to focus on is tefillin. Oilam haza is tefillin dik. That's a davar pasha. This world is tefillin. That doesn't mean the, mit, the connection of a hava'atzmis, that natural love of brismila doesn't exist. Of course it's there. But the ikka relationship of this world is tefillin. That's how you're supposed to live your life. You, you're supposed to wake up today and say, let's build that relationship of tefillin. You can't just say, you know, uh, Hashem loves me anyway. That's ridiculous. This, is, this world, the main focus is tefillin. And it practically, you know, with all these shiurim, they're very nice. But at the end of the day, when Rav Chaim Kinevsky walks in the room, you're going to stand up. And when someone that's not religious is going to walk in, you're probably not going to stand up. You say, well, they both have that same kesher of mila. Yeah, I understand that, but we're in a world where the other relationship is very prominent. But he says like this, But when Mashiach comes, very soon, and we're in the next world, called The real relationship that will be focused on, the, the, the connection that you'll have to Hashem, that will be felt in the next world, is connected to Keser, is connected to the Brismila. The Iker, the next world, the main focus, the main connection that you'll have with Hashem, is not about what you did in this world, but who you are. This world is all about tefillin. The next world is all about brismil. And he says, Iker at Vegas Yasham in Oilam in the next world, in Oilum Ha'emes, in Oilum Haba, the main relationship that will be revealed, he dvekas hashayachas and mitzasmila. Sha'inatlus. This world, it's like we're in the world of seven. We're in the emotion, we're in the intellect, everything has to make sense in this world. In the next world, it's all Kesar. It's all that's the main focus. Oh. This explains something amazing. It says in the Mishnah, in, in the Mishnah, in the first, uh, the first Mishnah, in the last parak of Sanhedrin, we all know, every Jew has a share in the world to come. But then the Mishnah says, Jews who don't have a share in the world to come. Menashe doesn't have a share in the world to come. Achav doesn't have a share in the world to come. If you're Kaifer B'tayra Mitzvahs, Api Kairis, if you don't believe in Tchis HaMesim, it's a whole slew. Okay, so you read that Mishnah, and if someone were to ask you, does every Jew have a share in the world to come? The answer is, well, not really. It depends. You've got to do certain things. And if you do certain things, you do it. If not, not. But then there's a Gemara. There's a Gemara in Sanhedrin, the Gemara says the following line. It's describing Rabbonim, who sort of disagreed with the Mishnah, 
But the way those Rabbanim are called, they're not called Tanoim, they're not called Chachamim, they're called Darshe Rishumais. A Roshim is like a residue. Darshe Rishumais are the Rabbanim that could read residues. Darshe Rishumais are you Oymrim? Sha'af Oysam Ashnuyim Shamsh Elam Chaylik Loyla Maba, Yeshlem Chaylik Loyla Maba. The Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Darshe Rishumais, Hayu Oimrim, those Rabbanim who are able to read residues, those Rabbanim who could see past what everyone else sees, they're able to say every Jew has a share in the world to come. Now, I, I mentioned this once in a shir, it's Kedai to just review because it's fascinating. I, I, uh, there's a Risefa Rikanti, the Rikanti was one of the Rishonim, he's a big Mekubal, early Rishonim, a big Mekubal. He had a Pirish on Chumash. It's very, uh, very not learned. It's, it's uh, you know, Mekubal Dukasefer. And the Rikanti writes in, in his Pirish on Chumash, he says that he was once exercising a Dibbuk. He says he was exercising a Dibbuk. There was a soul trapped in a, in a young child, and it was causing the young child uh, discomfort. And he said he was exercising the Dibbuk. It's nice to show you. And the Rikanti says that he asked the Dibbuk, What did you do in your lifetime? What Averis did you do that leads you to this place? So the Dibbuk says, starts listing the things. It's terrible things. Mamish, every Aver in the book. And some of the Averis that he said, are the ones that listed you lose your share in the world to come. So the, the Rikanti said to this Dibbuk, he says, when I give you the tikkunim that are necessary for you to leave, what's going to be with you? So the soul said, when I leave and you give me the tikkunim, whatever Mishnayis, whatever uh, Mekubal does to exercise a Dibbuk, he says, when I leave, I have a sh- I'm going to Oilam Haba, I'm going to Oilam Ames, Gan Eden, whatever you want to call it. So the Rikanti says, I, he says, he asked the Dibbuk, he says, I thought you didn't have Eira Eilam Chelek Loilam Haba. So the Dibbuk says, even those that Eilam Chelek Loilam Haba, Yeishlehem Chelek Loilam Haba. That's what he says. He says, no Eilam Ames, Yeishlehem Chelek Loilam Haba. It's a Gemara. So the question is like this. Understand, you either lost your share or you didn't lose your share. And why is it that the Rabbanim who say that you have a share, they call it Darshe Rishumais? What's the Darshe Rishumais? You say, Chachamim Achayimrim. Uh, you know, uh, you know. There's all the shyness of the Gemara. You never have this lashon. Just to say it outside, because I want to get to the the next point is the is the main point for me. Main the main thing is like this. There are two relationships, as we said for the last two weeks, from the relationship with Tefillin. Taka, those Jews did things. But we know that the relationship of Brismila that every Jew has is unbreakable. And that Jew has a share, mitzad his milah. Ah. So why is it that the Rabbanim said, I don't understand. It, you know, it, it's either yes or no. It's binary, right? You either have a share or you don't. So I understand from the relationship of Tzvillin, they don't. But if it's true that they have a share, so why does the Mishnah say, The answer is, this world is all about Tzvillin. So when human beings as great as they were, but they were human beings in Oilam Hazeh. When they're looking at a Jew, even if they're looking into Oilam Haba, but what they're seeing, all they see is Tefillin. But you need a Jew who's able to live in this world, but to sort of go to Oilam Haba for a second. Darshe Rishumais means that there's something there. It's like, you know, it's like someone who sees beneath the surface. There's a Roshim there. You see, Rabbonim, even the Tanoim, they're living in Oilam Hazeh. Oilam Haz is about Tvilin. So from their perspective, the Chachomim disagree. It's not just they disagree, it's not an intellectual pursuit. The Chachomim disagree is that they're saying, 
you have to look past. There's a Roshim here. I know you're in Olam Hazah, but you have to sort of look past Olam Hazah and see that little Roshim and see past that. In Olam Haba, in Olam Ha'emes, the Iker is Mila, and of course the Yeshalem Chaylik Olam Haba. So now I want to go a little bit weiter. We spoke a little bit about this in the past. Go to Minig Yisrael Torah. I think it's amazing. I think it's a very beautiful concept, and I think it will really change um, how we look at one specific Minig of Klal Yisrael. Minig Yisrael Torah, I think it's on the first uh, paragraph halfway through. Again, the main premise of this is, is that everything you see about a Jew is not really true. Because all you're seeing is the tefillin. And you've got to see, look past that. And the truth is, it's very hard because you're living in a world where the main relationship is what you do. That's, 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 so you have to be a darshe rishumais. You have to be able to look at the roishim. You have to be able to look past that. So what are ways that that relationship with Hashem called brismila, called keser, whatever you want to call it, that ahava atzmis, that kesher atzmis, that relationship with Hashem, how does it come out? So he says like this, because we spoke last time, one of the ways that it comes out, Nebuch, is through Mesiris Nefesh, right? The Baltanian Perikutes talks about how is it that Jews, who are not necessarily so religious, all of a sudden they're giving up their lives. And by the way, I want to mention one point before we go weiter. It should, it's a double portion, but I think it's, it's, it's worth, uh, you know, clarifying. Um, when, when a Jew gives up their life, uh, you know, historically, the way it was, like in 1492, in the Spanish Inquisition, they were given a choice. Um, they were given a choice, like to cross their death, and they said, no, you know, Nasev and Ishma, they said Shema Yisrael, and they passed away. So that's, that's, that's a mind-boggling thing, and the Balatani talks about it. How could Jews do that? Where, where does that come from? And he says that's coming from that Kesher Atzmis, that Brismila, that Kesher, that is normally dormant and is normally sleeping. It erupts, and it comes out. I, I just want to make one point clear, because I, I think that you have this sometimes. Rabbanim, some Rabbanim do this. I, 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 I don't know. Um, you know, someone said that he was asked, a friend of mine is a rabbi, not not New York, and he said he was asked to give a shir on, like, hostages in halacha, and I was like, no, no, this is too soon. This, this, these are yidin, these are not halachic shilas, you understand? These are not, these are not, you know, it's, Baruch Hashem, people, I think, are, are, are speaking very nicely, but I want to make one point clear. When every Jew that gives up his life is considered a Kaddish, Kaddish, it doesn't matter if you give up your life because you're a Jew, if you're killed because you're a Jew, you're a Kaddish Mibetan. Kaddish. Kaddish Mamish. I, I, I just want to make one point that Rabbi, I heard this from Rabbi Amigret. This is years ago. Um, so Rabbi Weinberger, Rabbi Weinberger gave a shear as a response. And I, I want to make one, just I think one thing is just, you know, amazing when you hear about Mysterious Nefesh. He said that, I, I, I forgot who he was quoting. It might have been the Ishkaidish. I, I don't remember who he was going to, maybe the Rizhina, I, I don't remember. Um, but he said that Yitzchak Avinu wanted to give up his life. He really wanted to. But w- put the Zoyar aside, he didn't. Right? He wanted to give up his life, and he didn't. And he said, no, cut me, please. So the Sefer writes that ever since then, Yitzchak Avinu wanted but didn't have the result. 
And he says, ever since then, there have been Jews who have given up their lives without their desire, without their ratzen. And he said that that action of Mesiris Nefesh is mashlim, completes the Akedas Yitzchak, and it's considered mamish like the Maisev Yitzchak Avinu. So I don't want anyone, whenever they hear about Mesiris Nefesh and they picture Jews, you know, saying Shema Yisrael, walking in, even if it didn't go, if it didn't happen that way, and it wasn't their rutzen, and they would have chosen not to have been put in that situation, that does not take away the level of Mesiris Nefesh. That is a conclusion, that is a completion of the mice of Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak Avinu was all rutzen without result. Theirs is maybe all result and no rutzen, but it's, not, it's just as Kaddish. In the same way Yitzchak Avinu we say on Rosh Hashanah as Ali Mitzchus, their Maisa is as holy, if not holier. So I don't make that clear. So they, yeah, like this. So that, that's one way that, the, the, that that relationship comes out. But what's another way? And this is very practical and very interesting. He says like this, Oid Matzina Besifra Rav Tzadik. Rav Tzadik explains, that relationship that we all have, that, that unbreakable love that we have with Hashem, that bond, that's unbreakable. The same way the relationship is hidden, it expresses itself in hidden ways, not in clear ways. What's one of the ways that that relationship comes out? The Sefer Sisei Laila of Tzaddik, of Tzaddik explains one of the ways that that relationship reveals itself is in a minig Yisrael. Let, let me explain. You have a minig Yisrael. The Rebbe has a sicha where the Rebbe talks about this, and he, he you know, go back to Sukkot a little bit. Sukkot is kind of interesting because the first day of Sukkot, you have a mitzvah minatayra to sit in the Sukkot, so it starts off biblical. Yeah, throughout the Sukkot cholamayid, what's the whole Indian of cholamayid? It's simchas beis shoeva. Simchas beis shoeva is from the neviim. It's not a raisa. It's from the neviim. It's to celebrate nisach amayim. So you're going from written Torah to Nevi'im, and it culminates with Simchas Torah. Simchas Torah is a minig. I don't mean the Yom Tov is a minig. I mean what we do, everything, it's all minig-based. The fact that we complete the Torah is a minig. The fact that we do hakafis is a minig. The fact that we're dancing. So the Rebbe pointed out, it's very interesting, is you go from Deraisa to Takanas Nevi'im, culminate with a minig. You'd think the minig would be the weakest. It's the weakest in, from a halachic perspective, it's the weakest. So he says like this, and this is really what Rav Tzadik explains. Rav Tzadik says like this, Mitzvah HaTorah, things that are written in the Torah, humashu That's what Hashem says, this is what I want. Hashem says, this is what I want. I'm telling you what I want. Put on tzitzis. I'm telling you what I want. Put on tzitzis. That's Deraisa. Okay? Mitzvah Hashem Yisbarach, Meir Pulas Dover Yisrael. Hashem is revealing this to Klal Yisrael. That's the first category of the Torah. Then you have Takanas Chazal. You see, Takanas Chazal is the Chazal saying, this is what Hashem wants. We're interpreting, and it's not from their, you know, their own belly, it's they're saying, this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. You know, when the Torah says something, and Chazal say, this is the explanation of the Torah, that's the Chachamim saying, this is the Ratzon Hashem, through the Torah itself, this is what He wants. Offense of the Torah, this is the way to keep the Torah. Then you have something called a Minig. And a Minig is pretty wondrous, a Minig is pretty amazing, if you think about it. There's no source for it. Sometimes Bali Tshuva have a hard time with Minhagim. Minig is very strange. There's no source for it. It's just Klal Yisrael saying, we, we know this is what Hashem wants. And I'm not talking about Minhagim that are questionable. Let's go with a, like a full-fledged Minig, Gans Klal Yisrael. Yamaka. A Yamaka is a Minig. 
Right? There's no, it doesn't say in the Gemara you have to wear a yarmulke. It's an old minig. It's a very, very old minig. It's a minig of Klal Yisrael. So what's the pshat? What's the meaning behind it? The answer is, Klal Yisrael is saying deep down, we know this is what Hashem wants. I've given the mushal before. I think it's a good mushal. The mushal is, uh, you know, not, not to, uh, you have to pick a, like a, a woman goes over to a man and says, she wants to get, not me because it would be weird, we'd like to get your wife a gift. A woman would like to get your wife a gift. So what, what would she like? So you say, she'd like A, B, and C. You say to her, you say to the husband, you know this? She said this? No. So how do you know? Trust me. I know. I, I know because I know them so well. I know. You understand? That's a minig. A minig is not, the Torah says this, and it's not the Chachamim saying this. It's Klal Yisrael just saying deep down, there's something inside of us that's telling us, we know Hashem. And this is what God would want. Which, where is that coming from? That's coming from the relationship called Kesar. As we said last time, that relationship of Brismila, relationship of Kesher, it's not something you can even put your finger on. It's very hard for me to give the Shiurim because it's hard for me to pinpoint. I'm talking about a relationship that's unknowable. It's like when you ask someone, why do you love your kids? It, it's the same thing. It's not quantifiable because they're funny and if they're not funny. Because they're tall and if they're not tall. And if What's the answer? The answer is at some point you'll just say because they're my kids. It's, it's, it's from inside here. It's from the deepest part of you. That's Kesser, that's Brismila, and that's what a minig is. A minig is Klai Yisrael just saying, this is what Hashem wants, I'm, I'm, trust me. Could you prove it? No. Could you, do you have a source for it? No. I'm telling you Hashem wants men to put a piece of fabric on their head. I'm telling you with 100% certainty. That's a minig. And that's what the Rebbe says, it's the highest point of, Sim, of, of Sukkot. It's the highest madrig of Simchas Every minig of Klal Yisrael is this relationship expressing itself. But now let's go weiter. Something amazing. Let's focus on one minig. I'll pizza, it's two, two paragraphs later. I'll pizza, I just want to point this out because this is fascinating. There's one minig of Klal Yisrael that we like to focus on, and that is Rishchaydish. Halal on Rishchaydish. Halal on Rishchaydish is a minig. You see, Halal on Yomtif is a chiv, it's an obligation. Part of the simcha of Yom Tif is to be Meshabeach Hashem. You have to. Rishchaydish, Halan Rishchaydish is a minig. It's a minig. Why is it that there's a minig to have Halan Rishchaydish and not a chiv? If there's a chiv on Yom Tif, why isn't there a chiv on Rishchaydish? Secondly, why is it that Rishchaydish, normally on Yom Tif, outside of the last days of Pesach, because the Mitzrayim died, whatever, put that aside, the average Yom Tif, Halal is straight. We say all the kapitla, kufyud gimel to kufyud ches. Rishchaydish we skip. Why is it that Rishchaydish is a minig? How is Rishchaydish a minig? And why is it that we skip? So let's just read a kaseda through. Yasi explains it very well. Why is it that hal and Rishchaydish is a minig? Knowing what a minig is. This is what Tzadik says. Shira, the concept of halal, the concept of singing shira, hurak kishemakir hanoichach. You only sing Shira when you see God. There has to be a clarity. There has to be a vision, a clear vision of Hashem. Then you sing Shira. Right? All of a sudden, Klal Yisrael sees, Then, Oz Yashem Moshe. Right? You have to see Hashem clearly. Oz Shira. 
So he says like this, I'd say there's no, there's no halal on a miracle that happened outside of Eretz Yisrael. Right? Why is there no halal for Purim? One of the, a couple of reasons. One of the reasons in the Gemara gives is because it's Chutzlars. Why could you not sing Shira on a Yom Tif that happened in Chutzlars? Because we don't see Hashem as clearly in Chutzlars. Right? Dovi gave the, Rav Dov gave the Shira on, uh, was it Monday? That the whole Indian of Eretz Yisrael is Asher Rekha. There's a vision of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Everything that happens in Eretz Yisrael is strange and different. It's all God. Good or bad, it's, it's Hashem. Everything's good. You understand what I mean? But it's all clearly Hashem. Chutz Laaretz, there's a lack of vision, and therefore there's a lack of Shira, there's a lack of Halal. The only reason why we could say Halal nowadays on Yom Tif and Chutz Laaretz is because they're saying it in Eretz Yisrael, and we're like an extension by proxy of Eretz Yisrael. So he says like this. Huh? Go to the next paragraph. Okay, go, I'm sorry, skip the next paragraph. So in order to sing Hallel, in order to sing Shira, you have to see Hashem. So why is it that there was ha- there's Hallel on the three Yom Tavim? Pesach, Shavuos, and Sokos. Because there's a mitzvah to go to Hashem on Pesach, Shavuos, and Sokos. There was always a mitzvah to go see Hashem. You walked up to the Beis HaMikdash. So there's an Indian of Hala. What is Rishchidosh? What is the Indian of Rishchidosh? You see, the reason why there's a Chiyav to say Halal on Yom Tif is because Yom Tovim are days that historically you saw Hashem. It was days that Hashem was clearly revealed. And therefore there was a Chiyav to say Halal. What is Rishchidosh all about? What is the Yom Tif of Rishchidosh? He says like this, Inyan Rishchidesh, who roimiz li Yisrael sha'asidim l'hischadesh kamaisa. The Iker Yomtif of Rishchidesh is not celebrating something that was, but rather celebrating something that will be. You see, those Yomim Toivim, Pesach, Shavuz, and Sukkot, are celebrating Yomim Toivim where Hashem revealed Himself to Klal Yisrael. And therefore there's a Chiv to say Halal because we saw Hashem. Rishchaydish, this is from the Gemara, from the Zayar, Rishchaydish is not celebrating what was. Rishchaydish, the Indian of Rishchaydish is that we're saying that Klal Yisrael will be great again. It's an illusion of the next world. The Iker Simchos of Rishchaydish will be revealed when Mashiach comes. And he says like this, That the same way the moon, right, the moon looks like it's gone, and then all of a sudden, the first day of Rishchidosh, oh, no, 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 it's back. It's back, it's back, it's coming back again. That's the Indian of Rishchidosh. It's that right now in Golis, it looks like Klal Yisrael Chas Shalom is gone. No, it's going to come back. It's going to come back. The whole Indian of Rishchidosh is the Yom Tif that will be. And he says, David And it's specifically connected to David. Right? What's the whole source that you're supposed to have a meal on Rishchidosh? The, the whole Indian of having any suit on Rishchidosh is learned out from the Suda by David HaMelech. That Shaul was having a meal and David HaMelech didn't show up. Where is David? The whole thing revolves around David HaMelech. Why? Because the whole Indian of Rishchidosh is what will be. That David Malka Meshich will be revealed. So he says like this, The explanation is as follows. 
It's on the same. It's good to understand. It's, we go through this every month. Iker inir shchaydish who gilu shorish hayahadus hanelemis boilamazeh. The Iker Rishchaydish is not connected to Tefillin because it's not revealed yet. It's not something that we've seen yet. It's connected to that part of that Neshama that will be revealed, that part of the Neshama that will be all of a sudden Nizgalev, Bimheir of Yemenu, Bishlemus. And that's that connected to the Brismila. Rishchaydish is the umptive of what will be, that Klayuso will be great. Not something that happened in the past, but something that will happen. It's a foreshadowing. The same way the moon throughout the month, it goes and it wanes and it wanes and it looks like it's gone. But what happens? And so too it is, so too that is Golis. And that's just the reality of this world. You have Jews, right? That look like they're gone. Because from the relationship of Tvilim, they're taka gone. And all of a sudden, there's a day where it looks like the moon is legamri gone. But what happens? And that's connected to that part of you that looks like it could be lost. But the same way, what happens the day after it's gone? All of a sudden, it starts to peek out. And not only does it peek out, you realize it was there the whole time. And not only was there, it was it was it was the whole time. The whole Indian was an external hidden. It was it was hidden purely chitzonius. Bepnimius, it was betokva. It was as strong. The moon was always there, and it was always strong, and it was always vibrant. We just don't see it. That's Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael. We're living in a world where you have tefillin. And it looks like it's gone. Rishchaydish is saying that at some point we're going to see the moon again. The whole Indian of Rishchaydish is connected to Oilam Habo. Oilam Habo, we're going to have that's when Rishchaydish is going to be a real Yomtev. So, why is it all the other Yomtev is a Chiv to say halal? You can't be Machayev Klal Yisrael to say halal on Rishchaydish. We haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen that revelation yet. You can't require me to say Shira on something I haven't seen. But Minig Yisrael is to say halal. Because that Minig Yisrael comes from that place of Oilam Habo, that Roishim. Minig Yisrael is coming from that place that's able to look past this. That in this world it looks like there is no moon. But then, and there is no greatness of Klal Yisrael. But the same way there's a part of your Neshama that's strong. There's a part of your Neshama in Oilam Habo. That part of your Neshama that's in Oilam Habo, that Darshay Rishumas, is Taka able to say halal now. That's called the Minig Yisrael. By the way, I, just to clarify that point that I said before, that women, although they don't have the mitzvah bismillah, it doesn't mean they don't have that relationship. On the contrary, that relationship is probably stronger. Historically, and this is brought down by the Mishabura and other Paiskim, women were more connected to Rishchaydish than men. Minig, the women had a minig that they don't do melochan Rishchaydish. Because for them, they're living in that oilam haba, in oilam hazeh. They're more darshe rishumais than this side of the room. So the Gemara, he says like this, the Kedusha Rishchaydish is all about the next world. So I can't sing Shira, but Minag Yisrael is to say it. So this also explains one last point. If you go to the next paragraph, why is that we skip? You see, the three Yomim Toivim, Pesach, Shavuz, and Sukkot, that was celebrating something that we saw. That was celebrating something that's clear. You see, when I... Hopefully, if I know what I'm going to say, it's organized. It's organized. I don't, I'm not skipping around. But when something is not clear yet, 
when something is coming from a part of you that you can't really put to words, it, it's not Masudr. He says like this, Why is it that we skip in the Halav Rishchidosh? You want to know why? Because everything that's understood, everything that's clear, right now, if it's clear, everything makes sense. If it's clear, it makes sense. It's organized. And therefore, those three Yom Tovim, we saw them. They were in this world. They were clear. We saw God take us out of Mitzrayim. We saw God put us in a sukkah. We saw God give us the Torah. It was clear. It was revealed. Therefore, we are obligated to sing Shir because we saw it. And therefore, you go straight. There's no out of order. It makes sense. It's organized. But he says, Im misuda, but something that you can't clarify yet. Something that I can't put my finger on yet. Something that's a part of the neshama that's unknowable. It's not organized. It's, it's confused. It's hard to even put your finger on it. It's, this yomtif is something that will be. It's not, uh, show me. I, I, I can't. I, I, it's like goes back to that same statement. It's, it, he's my kid. It's not something I could quantify. And therefore, it's not organized. It's skip. If you want to give your thought over to someone, to clarify it, organize it. But when that part of your part of that thought is hidden still, part of that thought is not revealed yet, it's coming from a part of you that's not yet revealed, a part of you that you haven't tapped into yet, it's darshe rushumais, it's disorganized, and there's skipping involved. Look at the words of Reb Tzadik. The Gemara says we skip parts of Halal. Because things that are clear in the Torah, they go organized, they're clear. But something that's still hidden, it's not clear yet. Because when it's organized, it's complete, it's done. But the fact that it's hidden, because it's coming from a hidden place. It's coming from a place that hasn't been revealed yet. This is what the Pasuk says. The Pasuk says in, in, in Shir Hashirim, right? So the Pasuk Shadah, that means, I skip for you, my beloved. Right? The Pasuk Shadah means, I'm so in love that I'm, I'm, I'm skipping. But you know what it means? That love for Hashem is coming from such a deep place. It's causing us to skip. means we skip because we love. Because our connection to Hashem is so deep, we haven't been able to reveal it yet, it forces us to It's sort of like a little bit, the Gemara says that you don't praise Hashem, because if you start, you better finish. We can't finish. It's like, like you know, you go, to like, you go to like a Hallmark store, and you get a card, and you write everything. Well, that's very nice, but that's it. That's, that's our relationship. It's exactly as you said. There's something beautiful about not being able to quantify you can't you know it just goes back I'm consciously trying I I, uh, I I was talking to someone about this that every day I basically try to prepare the Shabbos Drusha every day based on my mood because when you're in a darker place which I've been in more of a darker place then it's darker when you're more hopeful it's hopeful but the Eretz Yisrael, I, I don't know how it can't be on people's minds, 24-7, 24-7. When something is coming from a deep place, you can't put your finger on it. And I think that's what's sort of been going on. We could say what's bothering us is, you know, 1400 and the 224 and all the numbers and everyone knows. There's something about 
there's a part of us that's missing. I, I, I can't, we can't function. It's because there's a part of you. That's, it's not Masudr. Kalal Yisrael is not Masudr right now. We're Mavulvul. We're Dilugai. And in a way, there's a certain, there's a beauty that's being revealed. God forbid to say that I, I, would, I would undo this a thousand times, but there's a, like, none of us knew that we cared this much. And it's Dafka Dilugai, it's Ahava, that, that love that we, that insane love that we have for Klaus, that I said two weeks ago, that love that we had for Jews that I've never met. I, I, Dilugai, it's causing us to skip. That's the Indian of Rishchaydish. The Indian of Halal on Rishchaydish is it's a minig. It's coming from a very, very deep place. And it causes us to skip because we can't quantify, we can't explain it yet. We can't put our fingers on it. That's the Indian of Rishchaydish and it's coming from that place called Brismil. And that's why I said women are more Mekusha. Therefore they're able to, even in Olam Hazah, they're, they're more Darshay Rishumas. It should all be Zaycha to, to, to have Rishchaydish should come and it should be Nisgala and we should have we should appreciate what Rishchaydish is and Lahakim Davin Malkam Mashikha Davin Amel should come and reveal Rishchaydish Mahabi Amen.